Shut up and sit down. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. I wear my jeans up high and I roll them real tight so my jeans and my sprocket, they don't get into a fight. I wear my gloves and my helmet because you know I'm safety first. In case you missed the last one, just listen to this verse. I ride my bike at my school and all around my house. I ride my bike with my friends. You are listening to Dialed Podcast number 78 with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Peter Abelard once said that the key to wisdom is this, constant and frequent questioning. For by doubting we are led to question. By questioning we arrive at the truth. So, stay inquisitive, my friends. Sit down and I'll tell you all about it. From the start to the finish, there'll be no way you doubt it. I can ride my bike, yeah, I ride it very well. I wash my chains and my rims, so we always look as well. Put some cards in the smokes, so you can hear me coming. Flip my kicks and out, so my bike don't go a tumbling. Go uphill kind of slow, but downhill really fast. While you ain't even looking, I'll be blowing right past. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I ride my bike. Yeah. I ride my bike. Yeah. What? How? Why? I have so many questions! Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering. Today I'm here with Evan Price. What is everybody eating and drinking today, really? All right, we got donuts, we got coffee, Ooh. we got sparkling water, and you brought yourself a coffee from... Yeah, I really from, dropped the ball. Well, that, you know. I know. You have any coffee sponsors? I just brought Detaza, actually. Yes. <laughs> is it a sponsor? No, but do I love them? They're they, the greatest coffee the shop spo- in town. The sponsor is like one of their like cards that they give you with the punch cards, you know, where yeah. you get, yep, that's a good sponsor yeah. Sponsor deal. Coffee with a smile. Jake's, yep. Jake's probably getting annoyed with how many times I'm just like, oh yeah, can we have a meeting, Jake? It's got to be at Detaza, though. It has just, to be. <laughs> but you know what? No gripes here. It's good yeah, stuff. It is. It's a great place. Great stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff you already stuff. used your good stuff for the day. It's gone. <laughs> and to Evan's right, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Today, we've got our good friend and special guest, repeat guest, that is. It's even a special guest. He's just like... One of those gentlemen of guest. the internet. My mom says I'm special. Does that <laughs> Mr. Justin Wagner, welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. Glad to be back. Glad to, glad to be on. One of our favorite peoples of the interweb absolutely justin wagner yeah so we're gonna replace lance with justin wagner permanently moving forward um, lance <laughs> we just don't know where he went he's off the grid so he's somewhere yeah. on a mountain bike right now i bet <laughs> he was in savannah georgia actually uh yesterday wasn't he yeah I, I where think in he's the world gonna, is carmen san diego he's gonna yeah. wither down to nothing he said since he crossed over the mason dixon line he hasn't stopped sweating so yeah i don't yep. know what what what's the over under on how many pounds he loses oh so many i mean like i i was trying he was asking me he's like what do you think the humidity is over there right now i was like lance oh. i i hated running <laughs> during that time i mean yeah. j- like matt knows better than anybody at this table running in alabama in august yeah it's good for you oh yeah yeah <laughs> toughen you up you lose think all of- the water in your body and then you have to regain it over the yeah. winter i think is what happens yep yeah hey evan back pedal for us all right so i had i had actually a really fun weekend um i got a ton of training in but i got it around life stuff with it which oh. i think is good so i r- on saturday morning i ran to the columbia river try I was going to try and meet up with Matt, but we, How did I miss you? I don't know. I don't Yeah, well, it, it was because they weren't letting cars in. So when did you... Do you remember when you kind of came through or when you um, got there? I or? ran in before their start. So they started at 8. Okay. I ran in at like 7.30 a.m. Okay. So... Yeah. so I, I didn't miss you by much, but no. I'm, yeah, it's a little bit early. Yeah. So ran in, um, got to see just... And I love going to local racing. Local triathlons are like my favorite thing to be at and actually not yeah. be racing. Like I love racing them too, but I love going just to watch people and support the Dial Tri team. But... 
Cassie PR'd her. Take a guess at how many minutes she PR'd from last year in that sprint. It's not fair how people can just be like, oh, oh yeah, she's, I took 10 minutes off my PR. Her t- 14 minutes. That's wow. so crazy. I think it was, it was either 13 or 14. 13 or 14 I mean, minutes. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like if it yeah. was like her you know, first or second or second or third, but she's yeah. done she's quite been a few for like now. three years now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. big. This year, her bike has improved leaps and bounds which has improved her run because now when she gets off the bike she's not nearly as tired so yeah what bike does she have i can't remember because i feel Uh, like she had a new bike blue bike yeah blue bike (laughs) blue tri bike qr yeah Yeah. okay Mm I was saying that just to be funny. It's I'm pretty sure the it's brand a QR. Oh, I hope I'm not wrong on that. I'm almost positive it's a QR. Yeah. It's the brand blue? Yep. Oh, I was yep. just being They're, funny. Oh, no, no, it, no, no. The no, bike no, is blue. No, no, <laughs> it no, no, is no. a, a brand blue. Bike. QR. Yeah. Oh, it Quantaroo, is. right? Oh, really? There's there a, a blue bike? There is a... Uh, the, no, no, no. There is a brand... Just called Literally blue. Literally called, called blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. There's also one called Cube. Cube, yeah. And then I think you're talking about Quantaroo bikes. QR, yeah. But yeah. And then... In other news, too, from a local... I think we've mentioned on this podcast before, Maddie Wick... Oh, yeah. Was How'd second at Columbia River the and sprint. Then, yeah, the sprint. Second overall, then, like with guys and girls. Uh, with 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 the women. Second, female. she was second, and okay. then the very next day at the girlfriends try, she won. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And set a course record for yeah. the girlfriends. And yeah. she just looked like she was having fun the whole time, which is awesome. Yeah, that's it's it, it's a fun course because it's the same course both days. Isn't How it? can they have a course record for a girlfriends race when they have the exact same course? But they went faster the day before. It's for the women's just, race. Just, just the women's the, race. It's just the women. Gor- just, well, you just have to come out and do the girlfriends. Try. It's for the people that yeah. have done that particular race. But if females are running the exact same course the day before, they should just have a joint be, course that should, record. That should still be the course record. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Just for yeah. the event, the events course record, not like the yeah. cumulative. You can't compare the two things. Like one is separate. Why from can the you other. not compare? The, if the race courses are the for exact the women same. that showed up to the girlfriends race yeah. and only the girlfriends race, it was the record for them. Yeah. But I don't understand how you. But, they, but women were in like a dual field right before with with the, a, with, with the day before with on, the Columbia on dry. the same course. They're not comparing it to the Columbia race. It's just yeah. People but that it's also but it's also a sprint. So I think race dynamics really plays into it. You you, you know what I mean? Like like you would pace we're off ta- each we're other. We're talking course records, which they're comparing year to year. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna. I can argue this. I I'm, don't feel like that's fair. I'm, I'm gonna put it down that regardless, what's not to understand. It's probably. just for the people that show up to the girlfriends. It's not the course record for all time for all races for anybody that's ever done that yeah, course. It's just, just for, for the that people one. that come to that event in particular. Yeah. I don't know. So. The girlfriends race and the Columbia River Tribe. Those are the same thing. They're the same. They're they're part of the same festival or whatever we're gonna call no, it. No, it's not though. It's just women specific for the 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 girlfriends. No men show up and race there. It's I, just I, I do understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But the. You still have women racing. It's the not day the before. global course record. It's just for people that showed up to that event. What's not to understand? <laughs> they have, Matt's, so, Matt, Matt's getting into his hot seat mode right yes, now. I like uh, it. He's getting into his what does he always call it? The devil's advocate mode. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. But yeah, so Captain Contrarian. <laughs> Captain Contrarian. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. On the on the men's side, there was another junior that had a great day, Elijah Enstrom, and Alex Amparo was racing there too. Yeah. I didn't see where Alex ended up. Elijah, I think, was fourth on the day. Um and our Scott Macbeth with the dial team. I love Scott. Yeah. Scott's awesome. Yeah. The best pair of mutton chops in yeah. in Pacific Northwest in Triathlon. In the biz, the best chops. It's the Wolverine, man. He is. He's a Wolverine. And he toasted that bike course. Just he's he fast. likes that road. Yeah. I mean he he does it at Jack Frostager, but he loves that road. What? He won the sprint or what? No, uh, Scott the- was third in the, okay. in, in, in the sprint. In the sprint but okay. Sprints and fast guys. Snodgrass was out there. So 
Yeah. In the Olympic, what happened? It didn't look as competitive. I did not look at uh, the, I think the sprint was a more competitive race That's between the two. It I is. would never You would think the Olympic would be more competitive. Absolutely. Yeah. You would definitely think that. No, no, the sprint brought out the fast people this year. So it's weird. Yep. And then I ran 5K during the race and then you- ran seven home. So I ran almost 17 or 18 miles that day. Any of it hard or? Yep. The 5K I did really hard set and felt great. So lots of running. And that was basically, then I just did. All three Sunday. Where again. did you run? Um, I ran actually on there. the course because everybody was yeah. on the bike, so I just ran on the course. Gosh, you, yeah, you would have almost seen me like three times, but whatever. I know we were just so, barely passing yeah. each other, passing yeah. each other in the night. Whatever, oh, we were so close. <laughs> ships in the night. Ships in the night. <laughs> Matt and Evan, just two ships in the night. Matt, back pedal for us. I also went by the um, Columbia River Triathlon, just one of those days, just Saturday. And I uh, took some photos, took some videos, stuff like that. Ran a little bit today. Uh, sorry, ran a little bit this week and swam a, once or twice this week, nice. which was crazy. How'd um, that feel? The shoulder. Uh, it hurt. It hurt really <laughs> bad. In fact, I think the day after I swam, I went to see Evan for P- PT and I was basically like, I can't do anything. Like, I can't even move my shoulder. It just hurts so bad. So swimming is a challenge, but, you know, whatever. That's part, you, you know, we're supposed to hurt. That's part of yeah, our game. Yeah, but it's good yeah. to see you back in the pool. At least, like, mm-hmm. starting to make those little baby steps, those yeah. small strides his, towards yeah. His range of motions improved so significantly, oh, wow. too. It's crazy. It's yeah. good. So it's yeah. just going to be sore. Slowly mm-hmm. making my way back. At a kid. Yeah. Hey, Justin, it's been a minute, What's man. It's been, <laughs> yeah. it's been a while. Let's do a you want to give us, like, a, back a, pedal. a yeah. jumbo uh, back pedal? We haven't seen you, you or talked to you since, God, it's been four, five, six months. When was it that you moved to Utah? I moved to Utah, actually... A year ago, yesterday, we got on the plane. I think we, had, nice. I think wow. I had settled in about a month or so yeah. when we had chatted. But I think it's been, it's been at least six months. I think since we've we've touched base. Gotcha. Backpedal, man. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see why you begged me to be on the show with all that triathlon talk. You're like, hey, I just yeah, need another cycling specific oh, guy here to to balance it out. If I didn't get you today, man, this would have been triathlon takeover, and I would have had to. <laughs> Go in the other room, and hang out with the dog. <laughs> that's coming in October, Justin. We know when that's coming. How's the, how's the swimming and running going over there, bud? Uh, uh, it isn't at all. And that's the that's the most important part. But uh, also, there's no biking going on currently. But you're gonna have to wait till the end of the backpedal to figure out why that's the case. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, just a little teaser there. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, I've moved to Utah. I've joined a, a team here locally called Johnson Elite Orthodontics, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of fast guys, Cat One, Two racers. We've been, you know, showed up to a lot of races. Uh, I, I, my best performance this year was I ended up taking uh, third place at the Utah State Road Race Championships. Wow, well done. Uh, which I was pretty happy with. That's um, a very competitive state too, Justin. That's awesome. Yeah, it, uh, it turned out that it was a 75-mile race uh, with laps around Antelope Island. Anyone who's watched the Tour of Utah has probably seen Antelope Island. And uh, I decided, let's see, about two or three miles into the race, I had a teammate get into a small break with one other guy. And I was like, well, if they'll let me go across, I'll take chances of me and a teammate and one other guy in a break. Yeah. And uh, that break stayed away the whole day we did gain one other guy who bridged up to us and my teammate got dropped at one point so for 72 miles of the 75 mile race i was in a small breakaway wow that stuck it stuck it to the end and uh justin give us a teaser of your of your power profile there what was the most impressive power profile number from that breakaway 
Well, it certainly wasn't my last kilometer because I was in a three-man <laughs> break at the end and I got third. So I think you can read between the lines there. Um, it was just basically like, I don't know, three hours or it was actually under three hours. So, I mean, like, I think I was averaging basically like one of my teammates was like, look at your power. You spent way too much power in the break. You should have been sandbagging more. I'm like, okay, true. I think I averaged like, I don't know, around 280 Watts or something for three the hours. Cool. Yeah. So That's under 300, day. but I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was honestly like just super dang consistent the whole entire time. In fact, one of my teammates looked at my power and was like, I can't even tell when you weren't on the front. So we got to work on something, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, I mean, just to get their place, put him on that race is awesome. If you could go back and change one thing about that race and, and how it finished or what you could have done differently, what would that be? Well, I think I could have pulled off second place had I not cramped, but cramping is a pretty tricky topic and knowing why you or why not, why you didn't cramp in certain races is very tricky. And so I think, probably it was mainly just like there's a lot of heat there so probably more heat training just so that my body's more adapted to sure. being out in the hot and i don't cramp at the end because that's really why i just i fell apart in the last kilometer and it was an uphill finish and i knew one of the guys i would never beat uphill but the other guy i feel like i should have gotcha so. good that's yeah, okay that's a long day in the saddle right there to have to put out a tough 1k at the end too right so yeah, so that was that was exciting. Um, I also do have another unofficial state championship title to my name this year, the Merck's Time Trial Division. Oh, nice. I say I say unofficial because it's technically wasn't voted by Utah State as being one of the categories, but the state TT had it as a category. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous so, because that oh, should Utah. that should be yeah. in there. That's that one should, of the yeah. most attended or most um, oh, yeah. populated categories out there. Yeah. And you could get so many more people coming out to race their just regular road bike because they don't have a TT bike. Yeah, if you exactly. Need. Most cyclists yeah. don't have TT bikes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I think there should be a push, and I'm going to probably go to the meeting and try to push to get that to be a real category for exactly those reasons. Um, I wasn't. Yeah. Anyways, it happened last minute that I could race it, and one of my uh, teammates who had a time trial bike didn't have a disc wheel, and so I loaned him my disc wheel and said, well, well, instead of competing against him in the Open, I'll go to the Mercs. So he actually won the Open category, which was 40 kilometers. I did wow. the Mercs, which they only did at 30 kilometers. Um, I averaged... 26.9 miles an hour for the 30 kilometers wow. on, a, on a Merck setup. Jeez. So, so that was, that was happy. That's I got a, I got an ugly, I got an ugly Jersey out of the deal. That was their <laughs> yeah. podium prize. So excellent. Um, and then another teammate of ours won the, I think it was 35 to 39 age category. So three guys showed up from our team. We came back with three, uh, three wins that wow. day. That was good. Well done. Good. So, um, and then, so a lot of other races, nothing as notable performance wise, you know, helping teammates out and things, which is honestly one of the best parts of road racing. When you have a team and you understand the strategy and everyone's strengths and weaknesses and you can execute a strategy as a team, that's been one of the best parts of racing this year is with the team. Uh, oh, I did also compete in what's called the crusher and the toucher 
Have you guys ever heard of that event? I have. Tell us about it. So it's a, it's a gravel event. I'd say it's a 60 or 70% gravel. It's about just under, Hey guys. Oh, I need you to step out. we got an invasion of little ones. <laughs> I, uh, I actually came into the room because it was quieter than where they were at, and I suspected they might come bombarding in. But, hey, uh-huh. we're all good. So <laughs> Crusher and the Touch is a pretty high-level uh, gravel event. It's about 70 miles long, and there's 10,000 feet of climbing. It's out of Beaver, Utah. All the climbing is on dirt roads. Um, people like Travis McCabe and um, Alex cows uh showed up to the event so clearly i was nowhere near the podium with those kind of names showing up those two gentlemen were at the tour of utah this past week if you don't know those names oh yeah and uh but yeah it was, it was a brutal day i'm obviously not a climber so that's not my race but it was a it was a fun race to take my i converted my cyclocross bike over to a gravel type setup uh and had a had a blast um so awesome. it, was, it was a fun day I'd imagine there's a lot of good gravel racing in Utah, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely just learning a bit, but that's uh-huh. the, one of the more premier uh, gravel events for sure in the area. Yeah, I was, there's beautiful. I know um, I've done the St. George uh, 73 before, and we go through Snow Canyon right there, which mm-hmm. I know is a lot of mountain bike trails, and it's just so beautiful through there. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So... So let's see. Yeah, that was uh, Crushing the Tusher. After Crushing the Tusher, there was a pretty big criterium that came to town, the um, USA Pro Crits. You guys follow that circuit at all? A little yeah. bit, yeah. We've talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit. Lance has, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Justin Williams and their team came to town and yep. whooped everyone's trash like they do in every other town. He's an awesome and, uh, story. He really is. Yeah. Like his, his YouTube stuff that he's put out and – what what he's doing i think for cycling from an individual sport is is incredible yeah to kind of put it in a nutshell for anyone who knows power numbers there's this video of his team doing a little lead out practice for him and they show the power numbers of his lead out train and of him and i think his brother is his last lead out yeah. man and there's a point where his brother's doing 1200 watts as the last as lead, lead out, out. guy. <laughs> and then he peels off and Justin comes around to 1,800 watts for the sprint. It's just like ridiculous. So After probably yeah. having to hold five north of 500 for the last, what, two minutes? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and when they raced here in Salt Lake, the last eight laps, it was like his team was just like, bam, on the front, five guys in a line going so fast that people were just falling off the back of the pack and they just were like it would be easier to pull a uh, dave uh dave toll the announcer's like it would be better easier to pull a bloody t-bone from a pit bull's mouth than to get those guys <laughs> off the front of the pack right now oh yeah i mean like, to get around them what you're having to put out like probably 1200 watts for a minute to even come around yeah that so so that was pretty fun to watch there was uh, and i actually um I did not race that night, the, not in that race. I not Cat 1, so I couldn't have raced against him. But there was a, uh, a race where the Cat 2s could have raced. But I just kind of took a look at it and said, you know, my last time I was in a high-level crit like this, I ended up with shoulder surgery. So I'm going to take my kids to do the kids' race, and I'm just not going to race. So I played it safe. Much safer option. And, <laughs> yeah. And so then five days later, I got hit by a box truck. 
Oh. Uh. Thus comes to the story that we've been asking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I took the really safe option idea. and got hit by I a mean, box truck. The good news is the box truck has insurance and the barriers in the crit race don't have insurance. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was out in the uh, morning riding my bike, kind of went out a couple canyons with a, a buddy who was in town from Spokane, uh, went up to the top of, um, immigration Canyon and then big mountain. And we're coming back down. And for anyone who knows the area, I was passing by Hogel zoo heading um, down Sunnyside Avenue, heading to the uh, west. And it was was morning time, and a truck was coming towards me. Now, he did have, um, like, the sun was just coming over the mountains, so there was definitely a glare. I mean, the driver was sighted, but still, I mean, he had a glare in his eyes. It wasn't the easiest thing to see, but he didn't see us at all and just took a look left-hand turn coming at us and and t-boned me oh, and uh so you got the old left hook huh how fast were you speed, going do you think yeah i was going 35 before i hit the brakes because it was downhill for me so oh, uh in fact it was so fast that like my um you can go look at my strava data there's no other speed point saved after yeah. 35, which means the time between me pulling my brakes and getting hit and going into auto pause mode was all like less than a second. Yeah. So it was just super fast. Um, uh, so yeah, carted yeah. off by an ambulance. Um, well, funny thing is the ambulance is like, well, which hospital did you want us to take you to? And of course I had no idea. And they're like, well, the U of U one's here nearby. And I said, well, I certainly don't want you to take me to the BYU hospital. So (laughs) they got a laugh out of that one. Um, First of all, there is no such thing as a BYU hospital and it's, it's more of the rivalry between the schools, but uh, Uh I still had my sense of wit about me even while they were taking me to the hospital. So um, came with a few injuries. What happened? So that day they only found a broken finger and sent me home that day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I was having more injuries and ended up back in the emergency room the following Monday where they discovered a concussion and a broken vertebrae in my lumbar transverse process. Oh boy. And, uh, so where's, where's so that? that in Evan, Evan, where is that on the, your transverse process is think of it as the pointy, sticking out point yeah. from your spine where okay. basically uh, the transverse processes are very important for muscular attachments. Okay. So exactly. think, yes. think of difficulty the, the wings with coming out of your spine. Yeah. It's not the main spinal column. It's yeah. the wings. Okay. Yeah, so his, out. his, his spinal cord is not in danger, but um, muscular attachments and stability will be a, will be the main part of your recovery there, Justin. Exactly. Yep. So sitting kind of the painful and most of my yes. core muscles are just very aggravated. Gotcha. How long are you going to be off so, the bike? So I'm still off the bike. Um, so it's kind of the, I'm, I'm in contact with the doctor and actually actually have me off of, of work as well. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I had got on the trainer a couple times just to see how I was feeling before I had met with this doctor. And yeah, anytime I started to put in any effort, it was like, mm, my back does not feel good at all. Cause nope. you're starting to engage all those core muscles and it didn't feel good. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't know exactly when that all returned back, you know, it could be a while they've 
their main concern was keeping me off work was from concussion with mm-hmm. sitting in a chair and staring at a screen all day. You know, sitting in the chair is not great for the the back. Staring at a screen is not great for a concussion. Concentrating for that long is not great for a concussion. And typing was a bear for a while since my my finger got my finger was broken. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, so, you know, sob story, sob story, sob story, but I'm off the bike, but, uh, you know, um, hey, still, it's still a great season though. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you got through the state championship in a new state on the podium. That's, that's a, that's one heck of a story there. Yeah. Just, so I'm sure you can find some uh, positives out of it. I mean, you get to spend the, the last parts of summer with your family kind of hanging out and just kind of totally. relaxing a little bit and take your foot off the throttle and start you know, regrouping for next year. Totally. Yep. So, so yeah, that's, that's the big backpedal that's where we're at and uh looking forward to uh getting a new bike built up still working through the i mean i do have that jake's got me hooked up with a sweet bmc time machine road so i'm stoked about that machine and uh we're doing some customizations to it so hopefully we'll share some pictures once that's all done that'll be awesome yeah Um, oh yeah so hey just real quick for some of the folks who have um maybe missed the earlier podcasts where you were a guest um tell us a little bit about yourself kind of like what your your pedigree is in terms of the cycling world and some of the things that you've done um you know with odz and kind of just just sure yep just intro you bet yeah so so justin wagner i'm originally from spokane washington area that's where i was born and raised um, I got into cycling in about 2015 or a little bit there before uh, when I had I had gotten myself all the way up to 255 pounds from going to school and not paying attention to uh, my athletic well-being. And in high school, I was 185. So for comparison, that was, you know, 70 pounds up from where I was competing in track in high school. Um, I put out a decent mile time in high school of like 430. So I knew I had some endurance uh, in me, but then I kind of got back. I got into cycling to lose some weight, then got competitive, back down to 185 again, and let's see, I've climbed all the way up to Cat Two. Became very involved in uh, on the in the trainer world with Zwift, and we start helped started a team called Team ODZ that's got this global presence on Zwift, and we uh, we've got people racing or connected with us all throughout the world which is pretty awesome and um one of the one of my claims to fame is i am the how do i want to state that i at one point i acquired the title of the individual world champion of an unsanctioned team event on zwift (laughs) i think that counts as a world title (laughs) Yeah. yeah Definitely need some of those rainbow, get some rainbow stripes in there somehow. You could put that a graphic across your computer somehow. Get, a, get an oh. indoor kit that has rainbow stripes yep. on it. Yeah. Indoor only. I like yep. it. Indoor only. World oh, you, you think kit. that hasn't been done already? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure we're talking. <laughs> I bet there are regional championship jerseys now too, aren't there? Like. Yeah. So we came up with, after that race and our team had won the team classification and some of the other races. Oh, yeah. We came up with some world championship stripes that were not the same as UCI. We basically took a spin off of the, you know, like the SMPE test bars that you see on TV screens. Mm. Gotcha. Like there's yeah. a, there's color the, code. Uh, yeah. If you were ever involved in like broadcasting or anything, like there's a screen that they'll put out to like make sure that the colors look right. They're yep. called the test pattern bars. So we did a, a, a spin on those 
um, for what we call the virtual world champion stripes that's kind of taken off a little bit in the Zwift world as being the stripes for uh, Zwift. I wouldn't say that the Zwift company has ever promoted as being the world championship stripes on Zwift, but okay. definitely the community has kind of passed that around a nice. bit. So I do have, I do have jerseys, real in life jerseys with those stripes on the bar on the on the leg leggings and the arm stripes. But very cool. But well, again, so, so that's that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> I uh, obviously I'll be back on the trainer here, probably before I get out on the road, just to minimize the uh, possibility of another head collision with concussion happening so recently but would you say that odz is the biggest online virtual team you know i don't want to i mean it is very large i don't it's really how are you going to gauge or what like there's been a lot of teams that have come on the scene i would say we were one of the first ones to establish as a big team there may certainly be ones with you know maybe more people active or bigger you know like how do you gauge how big it is because it's there's lots of levels of engagement right there's people who just like hang out and show up every once in a while to your organized ride but they wouldn't really say they're a part of your team and sure. there's people who are actively racing as it so so i don't want to get out and say yeah it's the biggest but i'd say we're definitely well known and we've been around since like the beginning of time on zwift basically sure. so um when, when dinosaurs when dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the Zwift, I was about to. Make well, that. dinosaurs have only started roaming the, the land Zwift, before um, time. Recently, yes. yes, they just released dinosaurs recently, so it's been since before dinosaurs. Before dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Even oh my, yeah, <laughs> the pre-dinosaur <laughs> team. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a before ODZ and after ODZ. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, all right, I'll jump into my backpedal real quick. Here we go. I raced an e-bike on a training ride. I went Ooh. to cyclocross practice. I Ooh. almost got hit by another car. Oh, I no. wore jorts on a ride. Ooh. I rode on Zwift. Oh. I rode cross bikes for three hours. Um, finally hit 10 hours again. Built a new bike and watched my son win his first triathlon. Watched my daughter do her first triathlon. And watched my wife take 15 minutes off of her PR. For oh, she beat Cassie's PR. Wait, wait, so. You were pretty. Tri- so you didn't do a whole lot, did you? That was, <laughs> my, that was my week. All I heard was triathlon, triathlon, triathlon. That was a lot of triathlon, I think. <laughs> is Jake. Is this is, three versus one now? Justin, I'm sorry, you're in the minority here today. Wow. I feel like Jake is trying to make this a triathlon takeover. I think he is. No. I'm just glad I'm not in the room and it's not <laughs> oh, like man. infecting my soul. Jake's, J- Jake's going to have to like join us for the Con- uh, Kona preview. You want to no. hear my evil little so. plan here? Yeah. So my kid and well, both of my kids and yeah. my wife have predominantly done running events. Mm-hmm. I want them uh, to do cycling events. Uh, so I planted the seed of triathlon, triathlon <laughs> and they come out there and they start riding their bike. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden the uh, swim and the run disappear and fade to black <laughs> and we're in bike racing gate, land. It's a gateway drug. They realize, uh, exactly. they realize that running just hurts it's a, a lot. Tra- <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's very clever of you, Jake. That's very clever. Oh, so, so that was my week. Barrett won his first triathlon. He did, man. I had such mm-hmm. a big smile on my face. Yep. He came out of the water, and when the ki- he's in the, the the second to oldest age bracket for the the kids mm-hmm. triathlon out there. So we went out on Friday, and he was out there, and this was his fourth year doing triathlon, and I think it was his third year in this age bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it kind of like bumps me out just a little bit because parents are like actually encouraging their kids to do this. They'll blow the whistle, and the kids are on the the, the shoreline because yes. mm-hmm. you know they, they got to keep it somewhat safe. And then you've got parents, some parents that are out there with the kids, and then you got some parents that are telling their kids as soon as they blow the whistle, 
just run. So they're so like, they're not even dumb. swimming. So my son starts out and he's actually like in chest deep water and he starts swimming. He's doing good. Yeah. And yeah. My seven year old daughter was out there in that category as well. Or they started at the same time and she's closer to the shore, but she was swimming as well. And you know, she would swim, 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 get up and like take a step or two and swim, swim, swim. So anyway, fast forward to the end of the swim. Barrett gets up and runs up and he's in like a like the third way to the top. So there's probably 12 or 15 kids, 12-ish kids in front of him. Goes into transition. Nothing really happened in transition. All the kids transi- transitioned at about the same time. But there was a lot of kids that were out on cars before he was. He gets out on his bike and you could see it. I've got some pictures of him. He's just got this massively determined, determined look on his face. <laughs> and he just gets out there on his bike and starts hammering. And I'm like, go get him, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I get myself staged where the, the bikes are coming back in. And I'm going to take some pictures and you see a kid come out of like these dark shadows from some trees. And I'm like, wait a second, that's Barrett. <laughs> he was gobbled he, up everybody he on the bike. Everybody on the bike. I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm taking pictures of him. And he goes flying by. I'm like, right, I'm going to wait for my daughter to come by in her little heat. Two minutes went by before another kid came in. Two he minutes. Destroyed everyone. There you destroyed go. them. I'm Taking like, the- wow. <laughs> so he um, he went out, got his run in, and um, he just he's like, you know, I had a, a pretty good lead, so I just paced myself good. I didn't want to, like, kill myself, but I still went hard. You know, I didn't, you know, obviously not walking or anything. He's like, I didn't have to sprint to try and catch anybody. And he had the biggest smile on his face when he came across the line. He won his first triathlon. So. That's awesome. I mean, and it's just a kid's triathlon, but for him, that's that's huge. And for you, it's great because the bike was his best leg there, exactly. so you get to point. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter, she did really well as well. It was her first triathlon. She went out and yeah. she actually beat kids that were older than her. Quite a few kids that were older than her. It, it, she just got this like competitive little spirit. She was mad. Uh huh. You want to know she was mad? Because she didn't. She didn't. Be, she couldn't beat a brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no sibling rivalry there, right? Yeah. So that's funny. So yeah, that was a blast. And then my wife had her uh, her third triathlon yesterday, and she's yeah. totally hooked on that, having a blast. Yeah, so, she is. That's awesome. So fun times, fun week, more triathlon, yep. good stuff. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the lead out news. Got some news for us, Evan? Okay, I'll do a little bit of international news here. I'll give us a little bit of cycling. So the Vuelta is coming up. Yep. Let me put it this way. The Vuelta is a su- is always, it's the Tour of Spain, so it's the third Grand Tour of the year, the last Grand Tour of the year. It is, I know looking at the start list, people may look at that and be slightly disappointed that most of your big names, basic, I'll say 90% of your big names are not there. Nibley will not be there. Um, Dumoulin will not be there. Froome will not be there. Bernal will not be there. I don't think Garen Thomas will be there. So you got... You know, a lot of your, your your big names will not be there. But the Vuelta is a super exciting hard race, and it is always exciting. Like, it is – that race always comes down to it. And also, it's going to be really cool to see Quintana versus Roglic. Roglic so, you know, Jumbo's going to be bringing sure. a pretty strong squad, actually. So, I think Roglic is going to be your odds-on favorite. Probably, if you're a betting person, bet on Roglic. Guy's in super great yeah. shape, and he's just going to continue developing. As That's a who the bookies are picking as well. Yeah. So, back to the triathlon world after that, real quick. <laughs> Over the weekend, is that even legal? Is that even a legal transition there? Is that that was? I'm gonna I'm gonna make it either way here. I'm taking I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking this a hard right. So, the uh, over the weekend was uh, Ironman Mont Tremblant. Yes. And a cool story behind this: Lionel Sanders coming back from his. Um, a sacral fracture. Mm-hmm. He, this is basically one of his last chances to qualify for Kona. So he needs a top, I think, two finish. He got that top two finish. Second place, lost to Cody Beals, who set the course record and went under eight hours on Mont Tremblant's course. 
That's crazy on that Anybody course. who knows that course, Cody Beals, I, I mean, I think I think he's going to... Um, so he got his Kona slot. I'm assuming he's going to go and race Kona unless he has other plans. Cody already had a, a slot Did he already this, have a slot? But I think he was gearing up for this race. But yeah. Cody is such a strong runner right now that I think he would be a really cool North American like dark horse going into Kona. His his bike is going to be tough. He's, he can't quite bike with, you know, the super bikers like Sanders, but that would be awesome to see Cody Beals do great. Yeah. He, just awesome, nice guy too. Yep. Really cool. Definitely one of our favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to our Kona preview where we give our predictions. Because, oh, yeah. Because, There's going to be a know, lot of cool names. It's like, I, I, you know, I already have my top three picks or whatever, and I'm uh-huh. kind of like, well, do I slot him in? Because he's I know. doing well. I, I know. Don't. He's a great dark horse. Yeah. Stay tuned for that episode. And You're for edge of yeah, your make seats. sure you make Subscribe. sure you give us plenty of notice when that's coming out, so yep. I can make sure I don't tune in. Yep. Oh yes, yep. absolutely. I'll make sure I send it to you in detail. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put background music to it too, Justin. You can listen to it on the trainer. Yeah. So last bit, Tokyo test event for the triathlon oh, yeah. was also good. Going, they tested the Olympic course in the women's. Learmonth and Taylor Brown, the oh, two yeah. Brits. This is crazy. I'm not even gonna get into this because this would be an entirely other thing. They they won the race. Yes, they held hands crossing the line because they're oh, both British. I, and I think and it's they, awesome. They set ridiculous. the course record. If we set want to talk the course, course record. records. Yeah. They were flying and did awesome. And yes, I know you. I know that ITU has a rule that you have to competitively race to the end of the race. And they. Where does that rule stem from? That you know, I don't know because it stemmed from before when Alistair Brownlee helped Johnny Brownlee across the finish line, the world championship. So it stems from before that. I have no idea if there was maybe a race where that became an issue years and years ago. Like they were, like the races were getting fixed or something. I don't. I don't think it was from that. I think it was more from like countrymen crossing the finish line at the same time. I think a lot of these organizations, whether it's you know NCAA's or any of these things, have this rule where you're like you. You're not allowed it to just to be sandbag it. Yeah. Like, and, and it's for good reason. It you know, is. it's like, it's, you know, it's not just ITU, but all these things. It's like, if you're just going to just, you know, walk yeah. it in, like, you know, come on. Like, I think we, there needs we want to this be, be a some, real race. There needs to be some review process for that, though, because they okay. smoked the race. And you got to look at it as this is a test event. People are qualifying for Olympic slots here. It's I important. Think, yeah. I think disqualifying them was. Yes, by the letter of the law, the correct decision, but by the spirit of the law and the sport, I think was an incredibly poor decision. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I probably would have been like, this person was slightly ahead of this person. I don't care if you guys are holding hands. First of all, that's ridiculous. Look at like fingers and noses and toes, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like Like, what crossed first? Call someone, call someone a winner, and be like, and this person gets paid more. Next time, don't hold hands, dummy. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. Maybe fine them, fine them. Yes, yeah, fine them. Fine them, but keep the final results so they both get their Olympic slots. Now, will Britain give Olympic slots those two? Oh, I'm sure, because Britain gets their final say on their own Olympic team. I doubt they're going to look at that and be like, no, the two fastest in the world. That's okay. We'll leave them at home so but yeah. that's but depends on the, how they have their olympic committee selection set up yeah but, but yeah, yeah flora, flora duffy ended up winning who was in third um right. there the, the 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 biggest problem i have is itu's coverage of it is hilarious they're like they they have the two cross finish line and they were disqualified because they were holding hands cross the line uh, and the winner is flora duffy who comes in they like are trying to like what a comeback crazy. victory i was like that wasn't a comeback victory she got third <laughs> let's be honest right. here Comeback is totally different. Flora, if you when asked you Flora, Flora, did you? Yeah. and you win. Flora, Flora would, if, if you asked Flora, Flora, did you win that race? She in a million years. And Flora Duffy's a class act. She'd be like, oh, yeah. no, I was third. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 
there's there's the I the can front understand pedal. if you're I don't know like don't hold hands across the finish I line know. if you well, I know it was and, dumb on and, their and part. let me go back and just say like if you're finishing an Ironman and, and your kids finishing with you in the finish shoot or whatever that's cool I have no beef with that like hold yeah. hands great like whatever like if you're winning an ITU race mm, ITU is different you're right you're, yeah you're supposed to be racing Ironman you can walk across that finish line yep. they don't care okay. yeah. ITU that's a 5k you better be cooking across the line. Yeah. But they were still moving quick. It's not like yeah, they walked no, across. They the were line, going but, fast. Yeah. They wouldn't have won if they weren't going fast. It's just, yeah. it's just the holding hands part. Yeah, they they need to race. If I it, get that they're from the same country, if, and if it was a world tour event, they would have done it differently. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. On the international front, I'm going to jump in with this real quick, yeah, just because yeah. we're kind of still international, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Dumoulin has left. Um, Sunweb. Seriously? Yeah. He signed with Jumbo Visma. Trek? Oh, I was about to say Trek. No. He signed oh, wow. with Jumbo oh, Visma. That is a wow. huge... When did that happen? Was that... I, it, it was hit the, the press this morning. Oh, is that hot off the press? I, yep. That's feel, a hot take right I there. I feel like that team is just too front loaded though like you start to get to the point where you dude i don't know oh my I mean, god the tour next year is just going to be jumbo vismans and well anios yeah, just oh my god that's so much firepower on both sides and so that was a big acquisition he ended the contract early with sunweb yeah i think he still had a whole nother year to go and he just said he wanted a different change of pace and he wanted you know he wanted to yeah. try something new and got jumbo visma man where what are these guys going to do next if year? If there's a team time trial next year, are they going to put 45 minutes into everybody there? Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Seriously, though. You've got they him. They're already the fastest team time trial, and they just added the fastest time trials yes. in the world. Isn't that nuts? So, um, God, that's incredible. One other transfer. Um, uh, quick step. Lost another rider. Uh, that's not good. Philippe Jobert is now going to Lotto uh, Soudal. So. Yeah. I mean, but not that that's a huge thing, but that's yeah. still... I For mean, their classics team, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. just wanted to toss those two bits out there. Hey, that's Justin, news. you've got some news on the tour of Utah that just wrapped up. You kind of alluded to that a little bit. Why don't you give us a recap? Yeah, yeah. So the tour of Utah is one of the... Uh, it's probably the premier stage race or one of the two premier stage races between it and the tour of California in the United States. There used to be a... USA Pro Challenge in Colorado, I believe, but that's kind of uh, fallen off the circuit. So big race, uh, we're talking seven-day stage race. It was something like 447 miles and uh, like 38,000 feet of climbing over the seven days. Wow. Um, so, you know, that's actually not a lot of mileage for a stage race of that length. Um, most like, I don't think they ever raced anything longer than 90 miles, which is, which is kind of interesting. They've been basically shortening the stages to try to keep it to not having hours and hours and hours of coverage of just Peloton chasing the break. Um, so that's interesting. But, uh, so in terms of teams, probably the biggest teams people recognize that show up. So, uh, Trek Segafredo showed up, EF education first showed up. Um, those are the two world tour teams. And then some of the highly competitive non-world tour teams showed up were um, uh, uh, Elevate KHS. Anybody who knows the Continental team, they've had a lot of success with guys like um, see Sam Bassetti is one of their sprinters. The, their GC guy they brought was James, and I'm going to butcher his last name. It's either Piccoli or Piccoli. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He's Canadian. Um <laughs> And let's see, other teams. Uh, there was a whole. I'm, I'm sure I'm doing other teams a service for not mentioning them. Um, oh, and Israel Cycling Academy actually showed up, and they've been oh, making cool. a big, 
big bid to actually become a world tour team. They just signed. Uh, was it Matthews? Uh, who's that? No, it was uh, it was Dan Martin. Dan Martin. That's who it is. Yes, oh, really? Wow, that's yeah. a huge signing. Wow. Yeah. So they signed Dan Martin while holding the yellow jersey in the tour of Utah. And by the way, they won the yellow jersey with a guy named Ben Hermans out of uh, mm-hmm. ooh, mm, a European country. Canada. And I'm, <laughs> Just go wow. with Belgium. Just say Belgium. It's probably Belgium. So it's, I think he's from the same country. There was, a, there was actually a, a terrible death recently in pro oh, cycling, and that guy's yeah. from the same country, I want to say. And that's how um, bad I am at remembering countries. Uh, the young guy. That, Belgium. Yeah, I, I know who uh, you're talking about. I think talked to him last mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, Holland or Belgium. It's Belgium, I think. What's the... I don't remember. But yeah, that young guy that passed away, that was really sad. Quite tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Very Hermans, tragic. Ben Hermans is Belgian. We're Belgian. just going to pretend like okay. I knew that okay. already. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the race was, was interesting. They, they started with a... A very short prologue time trial that was like three miles, but it had like, I don't know, 1,200 feet of climbing, and the second half was all downhill or something, like just like straight uphill and then straight downhill. Um, but uh, so that put James Piccoli in yellow. He actually lost yellow on day two because of a late crash. What he was involved in lost it to uh, Lawson Craddock from EF Education First, who mm-hmm. took that over. Go Lawson! When yeah, Lawson did a late attack in the last couple miles, got a break with a few guys, took yellow jersey, and more interesting also is when recovering from that crash, James Piccoli, um, I would say drafted, but it was more like had a long motor pacing session with his team car to get back into the peloton <laughs> so like i was i was at the finish line that day and it'd been a, it was quite a distance from when he crashed to the finish line but here comes the elevate khs team car flying by and i see james piccoli with his nose nose just glo- glued to the rear bumper of the car and there's a a commissar you know motorcycle right next to him waving his hand and yelling in the air and i was like that's probably going to be a penalty of some sort so i think he got a 20 second penalty from that plus a fine and their team car went to the back of the the caravan 20 seconds Um, he'll gladly take that to get back (laughs) right exactly he could have lost minutes had he not got into the peloton yeah um so yeah that was interesting but the real kicker that really set the major placing of gc was stage two up to what's called powder mountain have you guys ever heard of powder mountain only in the tour utah yeah yeah so it's like like I'm not kidding. I haven't, I have not gone up it myself, but I have talked to several of the racers in Utah who say that is by far the worst climb in all of Utah, maybe in all of the United States. Like it's something like a mile at like 15% at the end, like that <laughs> ridiculous. Like uh, Joe Dombrowski put a 30 tooth chain ring on the front of his bike to go up it. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> yes. So what was his biggest gear? Like a 30, 33, 30, 30, <laughs> whatever. Like yeah. that's <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. something he had a like saucer below. one to one gear ratio. Yeah. One gear. One yeah. to one. Yeah. One to one. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was very interesting. I don't know that anyone else went that low, but definitely on the in the first day I saw a lady walking up with a big bag full of chain rings and I was like, What's that? She's like, Oh, I'm bringing smaller chain rings for Powder Mountain for whatever team she was working with. I was like, so everyone was definitely putting on 
different gearing just as how terrible that final climb was. Um, I'm looking at the stats of it right now, Justin. That is a 9.5% average for almost eight miles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. With pitches so the, at 20%. Yes. So, you know, just a walk in the park. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not walk at, straight at up the park. Too, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, and it was, it was, it finished at the top and there was actually some gravel section at the end that they used. So they tacked gravel on top of all that. Um, so Ben Herman's climbed away from everyone that day and that's where he got his lead. Um, and then on the final day, there was some shuffling where Joe Dombrowski, uh, climbed up into third place overall. Um, but, uh, Travis McCabe took the sprinters Jersey and the KOM Jersey went to a guy from bridge lane. Um, I'm terrible that I don't remember his name offhand right now. McCormick, somebody McCormick, but he's actually probably going to be more remembered for what happened at the downtown circuit stage than actually winning that Jersey because he was off the front and with one lap to go, he was going all out and posted up at one lap to go because he thought the race was over. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good yes. job, buddy. But, you know, he came back the next day and took the uh, took the KOM jersey away from uh, Lawson Craddock. So, you know, I guess he rebounded himself, but that was that was kind of a painful thing to watch for sure. I'm sure they're going to rip him for a while on that one. Uh, yeah. In fact, the very next day when he took one of the KOM sprints, the announcer said, I'm sure – the team radio just yelled into his ear and said, are you sure that was the KOM line? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hey, when you're, when you're that fast, you can make mistakes like that. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, Ben Hermans was first in GC, then a guy named João Almeida. And yes, that is a Portuguese name that the butch that the announcers butchered every time they said it. So I gave you the correct pronunciation there. And then Joe Dombrowski was in third in GC. So your, your, your pronunciations are solid, Justin. That's you, well, you, you, it's you almost like I've cycling announcing or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey Matt, did you so, have any news for us? I don't have anything in particular this week. Um, I basically took yeah. all of our triathlon yeah, stuff. Yeah, triath- yeah, you know, triathlon, important stuff like triathlon. So the Tokyo <laughs> test event was really cool. Like that was. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the USA was, was um, USA was third in the relay event, which is going to be an Olympic event this year. <coughs> which I think is good. That's really? awesome. Huh. It's exciting race. Like, like if someone wants to watch a really exciting race, you watch the relay event in the, in the Olympics. Yeah. It'll be cool. And that's sprint distance. Um, it'll, so it's actually an adjusted distance. It's four people and it's like a 300 meter swim, really short bike, really short yeah. run, but it's four times. Cause now there's four people, two girls, two guys oh, for wow. each country. Huh? It's exciting. Yeah. It's very, very exciting racing. Interesting. Could be fun. I already have an error in admission. Uh-oh. I stated oh. the placings wrong of the Tour of Utah. Here, I'm glad <laughs> you caught it now. I never catch it. So. Joao Almeida was fourth behind Joe Dombrowski. James Piccoli, or Piccoli, however you pronounce that, was second. So. Ah, the Canadian, right? Yes, oh, sorry. Not giving the Canadians their due. T- I got excited name, eh? to say the Portuguese <laughs> name, and I butchered up the placings. <laughs> hey, guys. Guess what? It's been two months. It's uh-huh. time for the hot seat. It is. Bum, hot bum. seat. The hot seat. The hot seat. Sorry, that one was bad. <laughs> I was trying to do my own little like voice of that. There you go. <laughs> so let's jump right into this. Evan, you're first on the list. What's All right. your hot seat question for us? Yes or no, everybody. There is no well in this situation, yada, yada. 
soft case, soft bite case for oh, travel? Good question. Go, Matt. Um, I will say. Um, can I say no? no? Can I say <laughs> soft case? No. Can I say no? Yes. But yet, and let let you guys know that I have a soft case. Yes, you can say that. <laughs> no, have that's fine. Have, yeah, I have. And then Looking my friend borrowed sell. it, and yeah. it got destroyed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, just like what Matt just said, um, I have a hard case, and mm-hmm. for the very reason that Matt had had a soft case, <laughs> that's why I have a hard case. Yep. Um, I've seen too many people have too many problems. Um, a lot of people swear by them. I've seen nothing but um, issues with them as compared to the hard yep. case. So yep. I am a hard case guy. Justin. I have a soft case, and I would say yes. It's uh, okay. Okay. it's the one that has the inflatable bags. Yeah. Oh, so like the the like glorified yeah. bubble wrap, basically. You can yeah, pump you it basically up you pump it up so that it, that put that keeps the bike in much better holding position yeah. than okay. it just a non inflatable one. That's pretty. Now, cool. I mean, I, I guess it's still going to be subject to like the exterior cloth getting destroyed when getting yep. tossed around in baggage bins and stuff. But I haven't had. Now, I have not flown like 36 times with it or anything. I think I've clocked uh, a flight with it, and uh, I didn't have any issues. But so that's far, not so a very smooth. large sample size. But so yeah, it's, it's because of the inflatable bags in it that once you get everything packed in, you take a pump and you pump it up, and basically it's this big inflated balloon that you hand the airline. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but- so as soon as you hand it over to the airline, they're going to take the bike case completely apart. Yep. Are they going to inflate it back up? Are they going to do what they need to do to make sure that it's put back together correctly? That's a good question. So they didn't take it apart in that case. And the one time I did have it taken apart, I was there next to them. So yeah. I could have been there mm-hmm. to, um, that was in a different bike case to basically pump it back up when they were done. I have but, not known them ever to not take a bike case apart, so that's kind of a rare. I actually watch. So whenever yeah. I go to PDX, yeah. I, I watch. I sit yeah. there with the guy. He gets super annoyed with me, and I say, I don't care if you think you're good at your job. You, historically, you guys are awful at your job, so I'm going to sit here and watch you do yeah. this. So, that sounds, <laughs> yeah. that no, sounds he, nice. No, he got very mad at me oh, once and, and was telling me, he's like, you don't need to watch me do my job. I was like, no, I do. <laughs> I was telling him, I'm like, sorry, dude. You've I hear stories all the time of broken bikes. So, yeah, I'm going to sit here and watch you take apart yeah. this very expensive bicycle so yeah, yeah. i always stand there good to know thing. i don't say anything to him i just sometimes if they like look at me i'm like oh i, I hope you don't mind i'm just going to stand here yeah. in case you have any questions oh, I, I was trying I to be I'm super nice to the guy and he was just not having a good day so i find that one yeah. in three times i have to correct them on something yeah. and i've seen them mm-hmm. like almost destroy other people's bikes and i've had to call them out and I, we, I, we've talked about this before like a yeah. team ride we were doing a team training camp the first year when we went down there he almost destroyed a pair of like two thousand dollars zip wheels on, and he almost put it on top of a nice panorama frame and was going to smash everything I'm like, that's not how you put that back together. Can I give you some advice? I'm not going to touch anything. He's like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, See, if they're if they're nice, but like, it's fine. Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, obviously, your job is not to know exactly how to take apart and put apart a bike. Yeah. But when you're looking at it, you should like say, like, oh, what's in here? Do you want to watch me? Like, do you want to help me maneuver yeah. this so that it's you know? You're not allowed to go in there. You're not allowed to no, touch. You're not I'm not allowed to, to like do yeah. anything. But you can watch. I always say, just yeah. nicely say, I'm just going to stand here and watch. If you don't mind, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just say it's a really expensive bike. I, I hope you don't mind. Yeah. And they yeah. usually that, that works just fine. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. to springboard off your question, is there a case ever to have a soft case versus a hard case? I just, I, I know that people buy them all the time. Is it a, like a cost thing? Is it just they're less expensive? Mm-hmm. But my, they, I think they're much easier to. I think it's a weight. Weight. Yeah. Okay. But I think they're much easier to use. 
as far as like um they oh, usually stand up so you can yeah, like roll stand, them stand up but yeah. i have a hard case that's stand. just that now so i just bought it yep. and my hard case also comes with a stand which is cool so you actually uh, um clamp the bike into a stand mm-hmm. in there yep. so it holds it and then yep. you just put your wrapping around it and you can put the wheels on the side too and you only have to take the handlebars off not the entire headset yeah that's how mine is my soft case one yeah. and that's what that's more of why i got it was because it had the the correct like compartments on the side for the wheels and actually i think it can hold two wheel sets if you want oh wow um wow. but uh but it was mainly just the fact that it was designed with like, very explicit compartments for where the wheels should go and stuff yeah. so yeah. that it's like they're not gonna put the wheels in the wrong place when they're done because yeah. it's like no that 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 pokey thing goes through the middle of the wheel you can't get that wrong right so yeah I just I've had my case for I think six or seven six or seven years now about that and I've flown with it probably fifteen ish maybe twenty ish times uh, quite a few times I've loaned it out to countless people it's been around the mm-hmm. world literally around the world yeah. um, and then I actually in the business <clears throat> I have it for rent <laughs> people yeah. rent it out all the time as a matter of fact it's gone right now yeah um, it's had zero issues so I'm just gonna stick with a hard case I, yeah. that's what I know and and it might not pack quite as nice as a, a soft case it might mm-hmm. be a little bit on the heavier side but it, again. Don't have any issues with the weight. Don't ever have any issues with mm-hmm. them putting it back together incorrectly. And the bike is always sound. So Thank that's you. just my two cents. But yeah, as long as you have which works. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good advice. Good, good question. Cool. Matt, hot seat. Hot seat question. Are you guys ready for this? Do it. Bring it. This is, this I got five is, seconds to one. respond. I'll go first. Okay, Evan. You sure? Five seconds. What, yeah. do, you, what do you hate about cycling? Um, <laughs> Your five I, seconds is over. I hate Three, riding. Two, okay, I one, I hate done. going on a ride and all of a sudden having to go down a super sketchy descent that nobody warned you was going to be a super sketchy descent. Okay. <laughs> Mostly gravel descents. Let me put it that way. <laughs> gravel descents. What did you do this weekend? I'm gonna no. sign up for gravel descents as being the worst. I thing once ever I also. once went on a ride with friends of mine in Colorado. The the oh, the the, the yeah. five peak ride or whatever in Boulder or four peak ride in Boulder. Sure. Nobody told me we we're going to be going down the backside of Magnolia, which is an entirely gravel mountain bike descent. <laughs> so yes, what I hate about cycling is riding with cyclists. I don't like to warn the triathlete that's with them that they're going down a gravel descent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting answer. What, I didn't think you would go with that. That, that was one. the first so, thing that yeah. popped in my yeah. head. I had five seconds. Justin. What do you got for me? Yeah, I I suck at descending. I love going uphill. So and yeah, gravel. I I'm gonna I'm just gonna hop on the gravel descent bandwagon. Okay, because uh-huh. uh, <laughs> wasn't expecting these. Good. Gravel it must descent. it must have been from the one time I went down box cars. Just going around box a corner cars. and broke both. I was not a box truck. That was a front wheel that just came off the rim because uh-huh. uh, it was low on air and popped my collarbone. Uh-huh. And I've just and just like I don't know corners i'm always just a little hesitant like is my front wheel gonna hold up going around this corner downhill it <laughs> might suck gotcha all right jake does jake, jake hate anything about cycling that's the fun part about this jake no. i hate cars yeah yeah there you go. Well, okay <laughs> true i hate cars and um another thing that i don't really care for about cycling is the the cost of the sport so yeah cost of the sport yep. that's okay. a good one yep. yeah i wish it was a little bit more affordable for more people to do it um, yeah. more consistently. So, Agreed. how about you, Matt? I thought all of us were going to say bike crashes. I hate bike crashes, yeah. which is kind of part of cycling, right? You yeah. know, um, we just hate the things that cause crashes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, 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 things. we all, we all describe, we all describe like things that cause crashes. True. Dogs true. not without electrical fences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. we lived in this perfect utopia where there were no motorists, I think there'd uh-huh. be far less, far fewer bike crashes. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I agree. So I, you know, that's a terrible one. Is that is that your 
Yep. Point by that's, that's, I mean, if we just had transportation, is. I just wouldn't need my car, which would be great, but <laughs> yeah. we haven't quite invented that yet. So, Gotcha. Justin, you got a hot seat question for us? I do, and this is a yes or no first, and then I'll let you guys elaborate. Um, valve stem cap on or off? Off. 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 <laughs> wow. Apparently, you guys are more concerned with performance than my OCD because I put that thing on. Do you seriously? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! What? I'm just so OCD. Do you keep the, the 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 little nut thing on there too? Yeah. Well, that's a question that depends on if you're tubeless or not. Because yeah, if you're tubeless, you have to have a nut to hold that sucker in place. Yeah, this is true. Um, but if you have tubes, I've gotten to the point where I've been leaving the nut off sometimes with tubes. Good for you. First step. First step, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Do you uh, do you also keep the little protector on to make sure that your chain does not uh, f- somehow magically fly off the last gear and into your wheel? Oh, the little um, the little plastic thing. Oh, no goes. way! Are you kidding me? <laughs> the reflectors wow. in your spokes. Well, you, yeah. you yeah. never yeah, know. Yeah, you never Ref- know what can happen. Reflectors the, in your spokes are good too. Your your One front derailleur came <laughs> with the high end. BMC no bike I purchased. I, think it's I was a legal like, requirement. are you kidding me? They must be required by yeah. law to uh-huh. yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say It wasn't it's... actually installed on the wheel. It was like, here, we uh-huh. gave it to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a legal thing. And then there's actually going to be even more reflectors that'll come in the box with the bike that you can put on the bike for yourself. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is if um, I get a bike in sometimes that, you know, somebody's kind of funny or we like to be practical jokesters with herself. I'll make sure to put all of the reflectors on oh, and even sometimes some extra reflectors. Just, just put them kind of, all on the front wheel. Just like, <laughs> and, and the little bell that it comes with and the little headlight and the little flashy rear light, like make it all blinged hey, out. With did all you the, need four tail reflectors yeah. underneath that seat post? <laughs> yes. You need, all four of them. You need the little plastic circle on both sides yeah. of the rear wheel, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the valve cap. I think they're important because when you are keeping tubes, you know, in your pockets or whatever it is if you don't have one of those valve caps on and you wrap your tubes in a circle like a lot of us the do valve can get bent. You, uh, well, the valve can get bent or the, you, you can puncture the own your own tube that you're wrapping this around is true. so i think they're fantastic to have before you, they go until you the put it on the bike but the, you know that's <laughs> that's my elaboration on the on the question the now here's question. the million dollar question for justin do you go to those websites that sell the custom ones that are coming like Ooh, different cool. colors or different patterns oh my gosh. or do you, do you get any well, of those to match your bike? Well, I have a story not related to bikes that's along the same. I may or may not, when I was 16, I may or may not have gotten a ticket for flashing LED valve stem covers on my car. Mm. <laughs> 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 you can screw these little things into your valve stems on your car that when they were spinning would flash LED colors. And I got pulled over and got a ticket because it was blue. Um, oh, but, uh, that makes sense. No, I haven't done that yet for my bike, but I have seen, have you ever seen like the um, LED strip you can like put yep. down one of your spokes and yes. then when like your wind, wheel spins, it will like draw pictures and stuff. Or, or like write messages. Yeah. You could write dials yeah. in there. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we should do that with like a disc, like put little like LED, like little yeah. LED bulbs and it like lights up. So then as the disc is going around, it like display yeah. something so, many well, so cool this to do. the way yeah. it works is it communicates wirelessly and it's basically just like a long strip of leds that basically goes down one of your spokes oh and then you turn it on remotely and then when it's when you're spinning it knows like the rotational speed it's going at so it can draw like full-blown pictures in your wheel and even like animations and stuff if you get the really high-end ones that's a pretty cool algorithm. so you could have like a like right down the street and have like a movie playing on your wheels kind of deal 
<laughs> yeah, you need to be going fast enough, and it needs to be dark. So okay. <laughs> only night riding. Very be, safe. Yeah, very safe. Very safe. Uh-huh. So the primary driving reason for you keeping them on there is OCD. What what part about Probably. OCD is that for you to keep that on there? I don't know OCD. Looks, <laughs> for OCD's looks, sake, maybe it just kind of looks complete. Then, right? Is that uh, what it is? Is it just the way that it looks, or is it is there a functional reason for you? I mean, keep them clean, but I guess they're not really going to get dirt <laughs> on them. them. I don't clean. know. Like, <laughs> apparently, I shouldn't have brought this up because now I'm in the. Ho- uh, I put myself in, in my own. Seat. This hot is the hot seat. You're hey, in. The, you're man. in your own hot That's seat. Yeah. you placed yourself in the hot seat there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I will be converted on this next bike. You'll have to wait for the pictures. Justin's, to see. Yeah. Justin's least favorite thing about cycling is dirty valve stems. <laughs> 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 That's that's the best like pet peeve I think I've heard in cycling. That is awesome. <laughs> Jake, what about you? Any hot seat questions? For I the do group? have a hot seat question that's got a few layers to it. Layers. Oh, it's like an onion. <sighs> We're I'm quite oh, nervous. Hot seat onion question. Dante's yep. Inferno. Should we all ride with video cameras on our bikes? Should cars be required to have video cameras on their bike or their cars um, that kind of integrate in with a black box? Do you ride with a video camera on your bike? What kind or what are the downsides to having a camera on your bike? Um, and what are the best cameras out there? I know it's right, a lot I got, of I got all of, I got answers for all of these. Uh, my, my answer will be quick. Should cyclists be required to have cameras on their bike? No. Should cars be required to have cameras in their car? No. Should... What was, what was, <laughs> I lost track. I think I, was, I thought I was doing so well. Um, do you ride with one? Yeah. I do. I ride with one. Yes. Okay. Some of the time. What are the downsides to having a camera on your bike? Uh, there are very few downsides to having a camera on your bike, um, but they're pretty easy to think about. That's weight and aerodynamics, uh, things like that. Sure. Um, what are the best cameras Complications, out there? like dealing with the time to put, put it on. I don't know. Uh, was that, was the last one the um, best camera out there? For those that want to put one on there. I think um, an argument could be made for uh, GoPro, which, you know, um, is kind of the standard action camera. Very durable. Uh, you've got plenty of accessories, which I think sometimes people overlook the fact that, like, you need to be able to do different things with these things, attach them, put them in different locations, things like that. GoPro does a good job of having all these different um, accessories, as well as the ecosystem for that particular product is, is really far out. Another product that I would mention would be a 360 camera like Insta360. Justin, have you ever heard of that one? Yep, I actually have one. Yep, I thought you might. Uh, And that one is really fantastic just because if you don't catch the angle of a car or something correctly, you know, it's a 360 camera. So what you can do is kind of post each video you can or post each ride or whatever it is, you can kind of go back and rearrange the direction that the camera was facing. And I'm not describing this very well, but because you're capturing 360 degrees, you get to see everything. And then you later on, you can go back and look at a specific thing. I don't know. The way they word it is capture now point later. Yeah. So So you you basically are capturing all 360 degrees and afterwards you choose which angle you want the video to look at. And so, yeah. Well, I think one other company that we should mention, and this is the, my problem is I'm not going to remember the name of it, and I, I want to call it like Cyclex or something. So let me, well, that's a perfect transition point for me to take the okay. hot seat question. Yes, you should ride with cameras. Yes, I do ride with Love cameras. It. I have highly considered putting a camera in my car, have not yet. Um, I agree with everything that Matt has said. Uh, I would add one point, though. So the c- company he's now referring to called cyclic c y c l i q um 
So the big selling point for them over GoPros and over everything else mm-hmm. is there's there's lights that are built into them. So it's like you put it on and you turn on the light and it just starts recording. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about filling up your card with data because what happens is when it gets done filling up the card, it just automatically gets rid of the older stuff. And I don't know if GoPro at this point has gotten to the point of doing that. No, but when I first was looking into no. it, you have to pay attention to how much is on your card. And these are literally like black boxes. You can just put yeah. them on like a light, turn on the light, and it starts recording. Now you, you take do... it off, you charge it, you put it back on, you yeah. turn it on. And you do like have one of those? I have one on the front and on the back. Okay. And they came in very handy in my most recent yeah. uh, accident. Sorry about that. I think one of the benefits to those too is you get much greater battery life out of them, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the front one's pretty heavy. They, yeah, you. They're totally um, designed for set it and forget yeah. it mm-hmm. type and the, applications. And also, just to mention the Insta three hundred and sixty battery life, you're looking at like forty five minutes. Yeah, which uh, is, yeah. Is and the Insta three hundred and sixty uses a crap ton. Any three hundred and sixty camera yeah. uses storage. a crap ton of data. You would probably run out of storage card before you ran out of battery, even wow. in that forty five minutes. Like that's just how much data it stores. So. so so going back to these cameras, like my opinion is like 360 Insta 360 camera might be one of the best ones for kind of capturing video footage that you might want to show people. The GoPro also almost kind of falls into that category, like does a good job of having some decent video. Um, it's not, you know, those who are definitely not set it and forget it. And the cyclic, and I don't know if I pronounce that correct, but yeah, uh, uh-huh. that one is probably the one of the best ones for like safety features as far as kind yes. of keeping video for you and for potential footage in case if you don't want to mess happens. around yep. with cameras and you don't want to deal with oh i gotta offload footage or i gotta spend time yeah. after i'm done writing or i gotta go splice it together and you just want it as like you know what when i get hit by a truck yeah. i'd like to have some evidence that's yep How's and it? you know what the 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 okay let's say you spend Let's say you buy them at retail price, and the back one's like two hundred, the front one's three hundred. So yeah. you drop five, six hundred dollars on these things. That is a drop in the bucket compared to what that footage is worth in the end. Yeah. yeah. To have evidence. What's the picture quality like on those? So uh, the ones I have were definitely they're the generation older, and they were definitely not as great as GoPro. I'd say GoPro yeah. was definitely better, um, like quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was okay with sacrificing that because a I wanted I was more concerned about how long it was going to run sure. and like how much it would store. So, but I think the newer generation that have the CE designation at the end um, actually have better quality footage. But one of the things I don't like that they did with the front end CE version is they actually decreased battery life on the one on the front. Yeah. So how which, much? What do you typically the, get out of one of those? So, well, here I was running, it depends on what you run the, the light at, because that's a very, very powerful light. And so if you run the light at full bore, I think I ended up getting, well, I got less footage on the front camera than it took me to get hit by the truck. So I don't actually have footage from my front camera of the truck, only from the back because I was running, I started in the pitch black, my front light was on full bore so I could see, and it just died. Um, and that was less than three hours. So, but they claim, um, like, you know, seven or eight hours or something, but that's like, if you have no light running at all, gotcha. 
So, so that's I, that's pretty good range, yeah. though. I mean, if most people don't usually ride for three hours, and you could have that thing on full bore for yeah. two and a half hours, and it would still record. I have a couple questions. Uh, does it do anything like stop save footage if it has like an incident detection? You know, I know a lot of our helmets or, um, you know, a lot of our Garmin devices do have that incident detection. It detects a crash and it'll send a message to friends and family potentially. So what, what could happen, right? Like you get hit, you're in the ditch or whatever for two hours, it loops back over and starts recording over the old, old material, which is when you had your crash and you want that material Mm -hmm. saved. Yeah. So it does, it, it has a, it will mark it saves footage in like five minute segments okay and so what happens when it detects a crash it marks that one so that it will not get purged okay so you could technically get to a point where it marks so many five minute segments for not being purged that you don't have like any room to save anything so you got to be smart about that but yeah you can it it has um crash detection or and it'll i think it'll also shut off if it's at like if it's leaned on its side, like you set your oh. bike down for too long, okay. um, I think it'll shut off after a certain amount of time. But yeah, it does not have the ability, at least the version I have, does not have the ability to send out a an alert. But it is smart enough to right try now. to yeah. not destroy the evidence that cool. you're paying all that money for. Well, that's I, I really want to do a review of that product on my YouTube site just because I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I talk about lights, I talk about safety all the time, and it's, I think it's a super important topic. Um, second question for you. You said that you think uh, cyclists should have a camera and you said um, people you know, in cards should have a camera. Do you think it should be required? Because I think mm. that's, that's the distinction that I would kind of where I would draw the line is, is Jake specifically said required. I didn't No, I, the I way you did I, word it. You worded maybe it required. I, that's not the way I had it written down. But if that's what I said, let's I, go to the tape. Go to the tape. <laughs> I, I would hot not seat, doubt that for, for a, a split second that I said it incorrectly. But I just said, should we all have video ride with video oh, cameras? Should. Yeah, should. I think okay. for cars, so. it wouldn't like you could easily plug one in in a car and you could have a black box footage thing in a car that saves like, I don't know, yeah. a couple hours worth of video. I actually don't and think that, we're that far away from that. I mean, cop cars are like, doing it, right? You're, I mean, so yeah. I think cars, I think we're a couple I, years away from required that. for cars. That's a no brainer because it's such a small incremental cost to the cost of a vehicle. Yeah. So they well, could be integrated or they could be added as third party things super easily. I think, I and think for bikes should... also, even if you have to spend 600 bucks to get the top of the line ones that just do it for you. Like that is such a small price compared to everything else we pay for and your value of your life and knowing like being able to prove, well, it could also prove that you were at fault and that might not be a good thing, but But you think evidence, you think think required yes on cycling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big, I mean, I think it's, I think that's a great answer. I feel like it's cool to have, Differing yeah. opinions. Will it be easy to implement, and will it be easy to actually require that? Heck no. Right. Yeah. No. But well, just for whenever you're asking people to spend more money in a sport that's already super expensive, it's going to deter more. So just it would about, drive the cost down if it was yeah. required. Just think yeah, about driving habits. We're trying to change a culture of motorists and how they treat cyclists and how they are driving distracted, and it's getting worse and worse by the day. Mm-hmm. When you are out driving and you see something that videotaping is in progress or there's like video or video cameras on red lights or if you're in a speeding zone, you can get tickets that changes people's behaviors. We've got to somehow, some way change their behaviors and make them get off their phones, make them pay attention to the road and make Mm -hmm. them treat people humanely. What, What I think would be an easier option than requiring bikes to all have cameras would be 
um, just car manufacturers now have to legally require they have cameras on the front of the cars. And that could be as simple as that could help insurance companies determine who's at fault in an yeah, accident. It sure, could, yeah. I mean, just talking beyond like hitting cyclists, you could think about it if there's um, somebody's car gets stolen. Yeah. You, maybe you could have video it, footage of where it is. Maybe yeah. not make it mandatory, but make it be a, a large like you know reward to you for having that in there. Maybe like you your get insurance a, is exactly very you get a big insurance break, yeah. or you get a discount yeah. on a car, or whatever it is. Yeah. That would be very smart for insurance companies. It would make sense for an insurance company a camera to say discount. That. Yeah, I think um, you know as you, as you get into this bit where you're requiring these things, then you run into these huge privacy issues. Yes, you yeah, know yes, which you I. I'm not super concerned about. It. Obviously, I totally like basically live my whole life online. It's, it's I'm not super worried about it. But I understand and sympathize with people that are concerned about privacy issues. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, it's it's having the concept of like, oh, you're gonna have this camera on your car. There, you we've, know, people are gonna know where you are all the time. Yeah, like, but we've we've all already sold our our. It <laughs> it it cracks me up whatever people get on their like. Like horse privacy wise. Yeah, because here's the thing is those are the same people posting on Instagram about it. And you're an idiot person because uh, that video is national. You got a camera looking at you all the time. And those are the same people that are like, I don't want my privacy invader. Like, well, you bought an iPhone. Well, how about this? (laughs) Um, You know, your uh, your daughter has a stalker. And, you know, yep. and here's the thing, like yep. every picture is posted with location information in the metadata or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And if she were to say like, OK, well, you know what? I can kind of like take some of the knowledge, you know, and be like, hey, I'm not going to post as much stuff to Instagram or I'm going to strip mm-hmm. that metadata. I'm going to start taking these things. But wait a minute. Like if I drive somewhere, they know. that's going to yeah. be tracked. That's it starts to get mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you think that that, you know, that data would be private or whatever it is. But I, I understand. I would hope there'd be some like protection and laws with that data that's i would what, hope that's what but, we would hope for yeah you know that's but what we'd hope for. but i i understand concerns for privacy yeah. i think that there are good reasons to have um some privacy or have the option to you know when you're personally making that decision to post to instagram that's on you you know mm-hmm. that's your decision but as yeah. soon as we make it a requirement for things that's like oh come on like yeah I, you know do i really do we really need to require this of people or sh- it should just be something that they choose to do i think it should be incentivized, incentivized. Not, not required absolutely I, I do agree with you when, when it comes to freedoms this is but but this is what i think should have happened with phones back in a time period it yeah. should have been well, we all really did agree to that when we agreed to terms and conditions, but you know, yeah, that's <laughs> those are pretty nasty, right? Yeah. And I, I agree with yeah. you on that one where it's like it should be easier to opt out of it should be of yep. some of the tracking stuff. Yeah. So one thing brother. I want to clarify there is you mentioned like a location information on photos. A yes. lot of social media sites are will similar. actually strip that when you post it is Instagram um, automatically. Doing that? I don't know the specifics of which so, ones do or don't, but uh I think some places are taking precautions already yeah. to help protect you from that perspective. But yeah, yeah something to be aware of that a lot of times right. you do geotag your photos. And if you're not careful, like oh, you're just telling by, everyone where you're at. By default, if you don't change it on your phone, it will geotag photos. And that information is passed along with the photo. And I had a friend that actually wrote an, I think it was an iPhone app, where you could look up a celebrity's photos and see where they were when they took the photo. And so you just have all these celebrities be like, this is where this person lives. This is where this person was four minutes ago. Oh my God. And so he made national news with this app or whatever it was. And he was like, I'm not going to release this app, but if you want to know where technologies out there, but he was like, if you want to know where Tom Hanks is right now, I can tell you. It was, (laughs) it was really neat. Um, and it was cool for him to get this, like, you know, of course you have all of these pop paparazzi type people and like some, I don't know. It's, I feel like that's kind of a nasty dollar for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, 
it's interesting and it's good for people to be like, oh, we need to. So know is this. he selling that information on the black market and monetizing it? That's what we're all just dying to know. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is he now the broker of yeah. celebrities' locations for paparazzi and yeah. making millions of dollars, or what? It's. I think it's one of those things where this was actually probably at least six or seven years ago. It's been a long time. And so this is like a again, black mirror episode. Does anybody watch that? Oh, it's yeah. the best oh show. I know this is but, a black mirror episode. Right but <laughs> I think anyone that's kind of in the public light has wised up and, you know, been able yeah. to switch off public location. Cause sure. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. if this, if this happens to you and you're famous overnight or whatever it is, you need to make these changes. And this is one yeah. of those changes that you need to make. Um, and then, like you said, you know, as, as you know, I think social groups or, or um, some of the social network, you know, apps and things like that. If they're stripping that information. That's probably a good thing. You know, they give you the option to tag locations pretty much with within Facebook and Instagram. Sure. I'm not sure about Twitter or other places, but I do think that, you know, having people have the option basically opting in to kind of providing location yep. is probably smart. Yeah. 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 So I don't I just personally think that there's a bigger problem here. The fact that nearly a thousand people are killed on bicycles. Yeah. By cars yearly. Yeah. And yeah. there's no much, there, there's no mention of it. Like it'll happen. People talk about it, but it's, there's no public outcry. I mean, yeah. you'll hear from cyclists, but you won't hear from anybody else. Now it, it, you can't really compare the two because it's, you know, but people are still dying. But if you think about like all of the mass shootings that are that's, occurring, that's what I was going to bring the, up. Yeah. The, 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 mm-hmm. You know, the hot ticket item of like the, yeah. you know, gun control Taking and all that other stuff yeah. and people killing people. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that one at nauseum, but you know, if you think about it, People have cars. They go out. They drive. They drive distracted. They're killing people, and we're not doing much about it. In in my opinion, yeah. yeah I agree. Um, and then you have somebody that goes out and shoots and kills people. It's you know it's on the public you know big stage for like a week or two, and we talk about yeah. it until the next one. And obviously, there's a big I problem there as well. I think it's just more because it's politically charged. Yeah. Well, whatever makes the news cycle is what I think is just mostly politically I just, charged. I but, think yeah. that cars are just as dangerous as weapons. And oh, we I, need to I treat completely both of them accordingly. There, and I yeah. think that we need mm-hmm. to have some sort of way to. Um, um, to help moderate what's going on out there. So yeah. I, uh, and I mentioned in my back pedal, I almost got hit by a car again. I was yeah. missed by probably about an inch and I have the, the GoPro video and <laughs> that was what spawned my hot seat question of me yelling at the top of my lungs and you can see me leaning on the bike. Gross. I was tucking, I was getting ready to tuck and roll because I thought I was going down again. Uh, this is on your, on your, and you also mentioned you have a brand new bike. The second ride I was on with said bike. Second, oh my. God. That's lady, why I stay on the trainer for lady a good portion of left my hooked. Yeah, she was yeah. just she was chatting on her phone. Another lady in the car, and she was turning left into a, a little complex and just not even paying attention. And I had to get out of the saddle. I had to push harder on the oh. the, the pedals just to get uh, myself around her. And I'm like, oh, I missed the front, but she's going to get my rear wheel. I know that she's going to get yeah. it. And it's going to get smashed, and I'm going down. I, I was prepared to go down. Well, and I, if if I was riding with you, I would. I mean, there's no way. Like you had probably pushed some watts. To to get forward right so you know yeah. you're probably pushing if there was somebody riding with me if you were riding with I me i would have gone right yeah it would have been yeah so it, that's to me is so scary and and even like there's just not a lot of cyclists like you that can move the bike forward that quickly like no. most cyclists would just gotten hit 90 yeah. percent. yeah i was gonna say 95 percent people were going if, down there had yeah. i braked i would have gotten hit had i accelerated i would have you know not taken the brunt of it but i still would have gone down and i thought that that was what the, the, so, the scenario was going to play out to be so you have gopro footage of the front or the yeah. back uh, just the front, okay. just the front. Okay. And I've you know talked about putting one on the back and I just never have. I, I only have one. My daughter has one and I've told her, yeah. I'm like, I might use this for a race or something like that. But now I'm thinking like, 
maybe I need to get one of these ones that Justin's was called That's the cyclic, cyclic, or cyclic, whatever, whatever it's called. We're 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 buying. They're yeah. going to sponsor the next ep- the next episode <laughs> of the Dialed Podcast yeah. for sure. Maybe we need to reach out to them see if they want to take care of a certain team. So yeah, yeah. Seriously. They're it's actually be a, based out of Australia, I think. Sure. Oh, really? I think it's going to be a requirement mm-hmm. for people that listen to the podcast that they have to have. <laughs> have to have video mm-hmm. on yeah. bike yeah and i think that that's a great option i really do enjoy my gopro because it's got a ton yep. of other applications that i've used it for and i think it's great yeah. it, it's not as um cool as the insta 360 was yeah. it one x or something like that yeah insta 361 you, you get yeah, some good. really cool video footage from those but they're a they're expensive yeah. b they're um low battery life low yeah. battery life they take up a lot of data and they're not very well protected you've got to big get this big and monstrous case if you want to keep the uh yeah the the lens is protected on it so i just think uh, it depends on what you want to do yeah, you know yeah it's just different tools for different scenarios yeah. but if you're like me and matt you want to have all of them and play with all of them in different yeah, ways exactly. so but i really quite enjoy the gopro on there i use it all the time i see all kinds of funny things cool things and i get to you know yeah. see cars almost hitting me and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but they take really great still did pictures you, too did you so. do anything with that footage send it off to what know. am I going to do with it? I don't know. Well, the, and that's another what thing. What do we do? They did not have a, a license plate on the front of their car. And I almost oh. stopped and went back to like give this lady the riot act. And like as I turned around, she kind of sped into this complex. I'm like, oh, she doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And I was literally shaking. I mean, I'm like Absolutely. having like, like a little PTSD moment there. I'm like, it, it, I was shaking so much. My heart rate was so elevated. I had to pull over like a quarter of a mile up the road. I called my wife. I'm like, I almost just got hit. Can you, can you talk to me for a second just to bring me down? And uh, she's like, you want me to come get you? I'm like, no, I just need to ride home. But it just, I don't know. You, I, I do feel like you should have gone back and talked to her. I don't know. And just been like. I don't think I would have been in the right frame of mind nah, to be yeah. Um, yeah. conservative with her. I don't think that it would have ended well. So I just left better. No. I left it alone. I think that she kind of realized what she did as well. Um, and I think part of her missing me was her maybe breaking at the last second. Because if she just kept her normal rate of speed, I, I can't see how she wasn't going to hit me. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Frigging cars. I know. Okay. So, anyway. So yeah. That's it. Any Anything else on, on cameras, Evan? You didn't really say too much. Uh, I'm probably not a technology person to be. <laughs> yeah, but to be given the opinion this, on like this. Like something like the cycle. He, he cyclic said, what one, is just, a camera? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait I don't know. I've, I, I, I kind of agree with Matt on, I think, when you get into requiring things of people and we get into privacy issues, we're walking. The, the reason I say we're walking a dangerous line is not because of the core soul of, of Jake's reason. The core soul of Jake's reason is correct. The, the problem is when you open up the door to these things, it's like when social media came around, is that you're opening up a door to technology and access to people that can be taken advantage of. And I think when you're talking about um, you know, if anybody's seen the documentaries that have come out recently on um, election data on people, you know, yeah. when you're talking about social media and your likes and preferences, yep. originally it was meant to be something that was going to bring people together on common grounds. Yep. And it is, you know, it, it was raped into basically becoming um, this thing that political campaigns use to manipulate people, which sure. is terrifying to think that our democracies across the world are now being affected by things like this. And I think, Matt, you're not too far off base with saying if we open up the door to cameras on all cars, um, we're talking there could be pedophiles out there that get a hold of data like that and do terrible things. So, sure. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying when you open up that door, you're, you're opening up Pandora's box. The original reason may be in good faith, but yeah. Yeah. you do open 
open up a box that you can't close at that point. So gotcha. Yeah. Well, I definitely think people should be incentivized to have them on their yes, bikes. Sure. I completely agree. Cars. Incentivized um, it makes sense. I think I think insurance is offering discounted rates on cars that put sure. cameras on their car makes sense yeah. because then an insurance does not have to do a he said she said thing, which well, trust me. And we don't know. I'm sure. I'm guessing that some insurance companies already maybe offer this. Yeah. And we just don't know about it. Because we're not trust. Insurance. I see. I I treat patients from motor vehicle accidents yeah. all day, and there's some good people that do that. But I'm going to be honest. There's a good portion of people coming in from motor vehicle accidents that you're you're playing this terrible legal game. Yeah. Where it's, hey, your back still hurts? Oh, yeah. Oh, it still hurts. (laughs) You're sure about that? You positive? That doesn't have anything to do with your upcoming court case that your back still hurts in that same exact spot seven weeks later. But it's funny, too, what people remember. Um, Even when they they think you're playing a legal game. Here's a perfect example. We were on our little cross bike ride yesterday, and we're riding up on a little trail. And we just entered on the trailhead. We were probably, no joke, like 30 or 40 feet into this trail. Mm-hmm. And there's a really tight quasi-blind, like if you know how to ride the trail, you can see all the way to the end of the trailhead. And we're coming up, and we're it's a, it's a single track-ish. I mean, mm-hmm. you can squeeze two people by there. We're coming up, and I'm staying mostly right. And there's this mountain biker guy that comes flying down the trail, came booking around the corner. And if you look at my Strava post from yesterday, you'll see him flying over the bars because my GoPro cut the the whole thing on tape. And he came around and he saw me and he, he's got to recognize that it's a, it's a busy Sunday. B, yeah. it's a two-way trail, and C, it's a trailhead. Slow down, you know, because yeah. people could be coming. Don't oh, go absolutely. flying around a corner like that. Could well, have he been came a around. Kid. He, yeah, he came around. If it could have been a kid, it could have been a hiker, it could have been anybody. Could have been a dog that's not going to know to move. I know, but <laughs> I, I'd feel more concerned kid, about the kid. Yeah, yeah. kid yeah. yeah, guy grabs too much front brake, flies over the handlebars, oh, and oh. like just totally like yard sell it right on the thing and he gets up and he proceeds to get pissed at me i'm like excuse me he's yeah. like well you shouldn't be right in the middle of the trail i'm like whoa 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 i st- i was going so slow that i stopped right in my tracks looked down at my wheel sir um this is right where i was at i was about as far right as you could get yeah and he's like uh well you still shouldn't like well it's a trailhead you should be slowing down and you shouldn't be driving or flying around the corner like that you know you you, you it's need a blind to- corner exactly yeah. you know you got to take it easy i mean i hope you're okay but you know, don't get after me for this so no. and uh, everybody else is like oh what's going on because we had a people that were with us as well and i think he just was more embarrassed than anything yeah. that he flew oh, over yeah. the bars and then he got up dust himself off and, and rode away and you know kudos for him to get up and dust himself off because he went down kind of hard and he was not a spring chicken and, uh-huh. but he was flying and yeah. i've got the whole video now and i can go back and watch it, him flying over the bars oh. and sure enough i mean what he saw in his brain and how he wanted to tell me that i was in the wrong so that he could justify him flying yep. over the bars all i have to do is show this guy the video and would say, have been very beneficial he would have broken his clavicle and tried to <laughs> try to yeah. try to blame you for it yeah, tonk's like hey is that another rebound orthopedic referral for us <laughs> there you go yeah there you go tonk <laughs> but uh yeah that's a perfect example though of people if you can see what happened um that might change your mindset but if you think about it if if more motors know that bikes are rolling around with video cameras on there. If more motors know that other motors have video on them and there's people kind of keeping an eye on you for doing stupid stuff, or at least there's a way to reference how you were driving, acting, or behaving. Mm-hmm. I think that could be something that could help us change the mindset of people. Absolutely. It, it doesn't have to be mandatory, but if you know more people out there, like if I see a Tesla now, I'm like, that car is recording us. Yep. Right, Matt? Pretty much. Don't they have kind of like in a lot of their newer cars that yeah. isn't rolling all the time? Yeah. I mean, so the so Tesla's recording everything in the cameras, and but mostly it's like data stuff. Yeah. And so um, I don't know that they have like the, they do have video cameras all over the car, but I don't think that that video stuff is being 
I mean, it's probably stored at some point, but then I just don't think that that I haven't seen anything where they've gone back and looked at video stuff. Okay. So I, when they have these Tesla crashes that are automated or whatever, yeah. they have all this data for that and they can go back and say like, nope, the, this was the driver that made a mistake, not yeah. the car that made a mistake. I've seen so. two things recently with Tesla. There yeah. was a person um, driving and I think they were in like the auto mode yeah, or whatever it is. Auto. And they showed how the Tesla started to show down, slow down and all the video cameras caught the other cars not paying full attention. And mm. it showed like a pileup on the freeway and it showed how the Tesla, like they cleanly evaded all of that stuff so right. that was one thing and then uh it was about two weeks ago in portland some car was parked out on the road some guy has been running around in portland running up on the hoods of cars and jumping and smashing the windows oh. the car was parked and got the whole thing on, on video because of the uh motion sensors so it picked up the guy and there the, the videos turn on and you see the guy run over he runs up the hood jumps on the window smashes it jumps off the car and runs away and they caught the whole thing on video and it was on the news. So, Jeez. yay, Portland. So, <laughs> yeah, freaking idiots. I don't just don't get it. But it's a high you know, concentration. I, I, I like that. I mean, I like the fact that it's stored locally. It's not going to some cloud that somebody can hack and share yeah. all that other stuff. But I mean, it, it's allowing this guy to at least figure out like what happened to his car and send yeah, it yeah. to his insurance company and you know be able to turn that stuff over to the authorities. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I don't. Know. I think there's something. That's there. where it benefits. Those so. are the situations it benefits. Yeah. Gotcha. I think that's enough on that. Let's move into one last thing. Justin, you got one last thing for us. Oh, am I putting you on the spot? Be, be, be safe, folks. <laughs> yeah. Just be safe on your bike. You know, we mentioned that, uh, you know, cars are dangerous, but, you know, just riding by your bike by yourself is also dangerous. Just be careful of your surroundings. Be proactive with when you're around vehicles and kind of just keep yourself safe. Gotcha. Yep. Absolutely. Gotcha. Evan, you got one last thing. Uh, yeah, this in three days, I am headed out to Traverse right. City, Michigan for another 70.3 Tra- Traverse City Michigan are you flying in and out of Traverse City yep okay because yep. I'm going to Michigan as well seriously but, yeah this week uh, on Sunday but yeah I'm gonna be flying out of or into Grand Detroit. Rapids you're not that far from Traverse City yeah it's not that far you're but very it's close. far enough that we're not gonna see each other that's okay so yeah. that's cool. okay yep Matt one last thing uh yeah i'm going to michigan and then i'm going to alabama so i'll be gone for uh, a week and a half or something like that and mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be a little while back before i'm back on the podcast I, oddly i'm traveling on monday so might uh, run into a little mm-hmm. conflict there i will be posting some videos to youtube um i have some ideas i want to post one about uh me you know raving about iron man the brand iron man and things like that uh, shortly followed up by uh, a video where i am not raving about the <laughs> iron man brand uh i'm almost looking more forward to you know the one where i'm you know gonna bash um the iron man brand uh-huh. uh but i will report the facts as you know as that they have happened Be the devil's to me. advocate on both sides yeah yes. well i just i don't like the idea of just being like here's a video bashing this thing or whatever without talking about like why i constantly wear iron man shirts right like it's uh-huh. like i have one oh, right I, now, right? same thing where yeah. it's like yeah i don't yeah. want to yeah anyway go ahead sweet that's it my <laughs> last thing was love <laughs> my one last thing listeners we want to connect with you yep. and i haven't talked with uh, my podcast mates about this too much yet but we're gonna have a new uh-huh. segment and i'm i've got one person that i'm actively working on i will get back to him Jerry, who listens to us, um, he frequently yeah. uh, chimes in on our Facebook page, and it's I'm really going nice. to be connecting with him to kind of follow up. I think he misunderstood me a little bit, but here's the gist of what we want to do. I want to connect with some listeners, and I want you guys to be able to call in and, and talk mm-hmm. with us, and it'll be about a little three to five minute Q&A session with us and you. Kind of think of it like a mini hot seat, if you will. You, Yeah, we could do recorded stuff too, just yeah. in case. It like, can be anytime. It doesn't yep. actually have to the be during the show. The mini hot seat. <laughs> the mini hot seat. But it'll be a part of the show, and we just want to get to know you guys a little bit more. 
more. We want yeah. to let you ask some questions of us and we want to find out where you're listening from and just uh, be able to connect with the greater audience out there. Super appreciative of that. And I, I still can't believe that it, I think the last time I checked, 36 countries around the world actively listening I to know, the podcast. It's amazing. I don't yeah. know how that happens. We got thousands of I people. I can't even listening. name 36 countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're a little small little potato show here, but it's still fun. I'm having a great time doing this, and it's episode 78. Episode 78. I, I look and forward to this. Every when we do week. episode 100, I, yep. I do think we should do a live episode from like I'm in Hopworks. Or I'm something. in. Yeah. Totally in. So uh, okay, that would be awesome. So anyway, Justin, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Glad to be on and uh, looking forward to hearing hearing the segments of the, uh, the listeners. So. Yeah, that could be fun. And I've said it to you before in private, but um, I'm going to say it to the world. I'm so glad that you're okay, dude. I'm yeah. so glad that that oh, accident yeah. wasn't worse. I know that you've got some injuries and whatnot, but I'm glad that you're still here with us. Glad that it wasn't worse and hoping that you are able to get back on the bike soon because I know that you need that in your life. Yeah, and one thing I, you know, I didn't mention was there's so many ways we could have twisted that crash around by half a percent and yeah. i would not have been taken to uh an emergency department i would have been taken to the morgue yeah so uh very i consider myself very lucky to have uh escaped with a, you know considerably minor injuries right i'm alive i, I can yeah, i can be speaking, with my children sure. all yeah. these things so yeah. and here we are we're gonna go back out and go for a ride <laughs> probably later on today always <laughs> back on the bike yeah, yeah. well at yep. least some of us are <laughs> mm-hmm. Justin, uh, yeah. Justin, hope you feel better. We love you. Thank you for coming on, on the show. Yep. Yes, sir. Lance, you're, right. out. Thanks, guys. Lance, you're out there somewhere. Listen to us. Drive safe, buddy. We will see That's you right. when you get back soon. And Matt and Evan, thank you guys Absolutely. for joining mm-hmm. us. Thanks for having one. us. Yep. Everybody listening out there, we appreciate it. You guys have a great week. Bye for now. Bye.